Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. Turn with us, if you will, to the book of Genesis. Genesis 25, I'd like to begin reading at verse number 29. And Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die, and what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day, and he sware unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink, and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. I'd like to speak to you on the subject, the bad bargain of Esau. As far as I'm concerned, this is one of the saddest figures in the Bible, that of Esau. The firstborn son of Isaac and Rebekah, twin brother of Jacob. We find here in the book of Genesis chapter 25 verses 21 through 26 that he was loved by his father Isaac. He was a skillful hunter according to Genesis 25 verses 27 through 28. Esau was a man who had a good sign. He showed kindness to his brother who had deceived him in the book of Genesis chapter 33 verse 1 through 16. He helped bury his father in the book of Genesis chapter 35, verse 29. Yet on two occasions, he was manipulated by his brother Jacob. The first when Esau sold his birthright for a bowl of pottage. The second when Jacob stole the blessing designed For Esau, that the Bible talks about in the book of Genesis, chapter 27, verses 1 through 41. So in this study, I'd like for us to focus our attention on the first occasion and the lessons that we might glean from this unfortunate circumstance in Esau's life. Esau sold his birthright. The physical advantages of the birthright in that day contained a double portion of the father's inheritance. According to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 21 and verse number 17, the amount would have been very, very great for what he eventually received was also great according to the book of Genesis chapter 36, verses 6 through 7. Offered rule and authority 
over the members of the family. According to the book of Genesis 27 and verse number 29. Then the spiritual advantages of this particular birthright. Patriarch and priest of the house on the death of his father. And chief of the chosen family and heir of the promised blessing. Abel invoked the blessing of Abraham regarding the threefold promise. Such were the issues at stake when Jacob and Esau bartered over the birthright. Esau's bad bargain. Esau chose the sensual over the spiritual. And friend, that's a picture of what many people are doing today. What happened to Esau? Dear ones, he gave into the craving of his hunger. He valued the red pottage more highly than his birthright. And for this reason, the Bible calls him over in the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter, a profane person. Esau chose the present over the future. Know how many are doing that today? Choosing the present over the future. Oh, what a bad bargain. When we think about Esau, he tossed away future rewards for present gratification. And friend, if you look around at sinners today, if you look around at backsliders today, that's the exact same thing that they're doing. They're tossing away rewards for the present for gratification. Oh, that pottage, amen, may have fulfilled his hunger for the day, but what about the future? Amen, I tell you, friend, you might say, well, friend, this, I'm having fun, and I'm finding pleasure in sin. And friend, I can't take that away from you, because even the Bible tells us that there's pleasure in sin for a season. Amen, but my friend, mark it down. I'm telling you that 100% of the time, not 99% of the time, but 100% of the time, sin does not have a pleasant ending. And for the pleasure that you might find in sin, friend, it will never ever make up for the sin and the wages of sin and the price that you will pay in this life and in the life to come for the bad bargain that you made. Amen. Think of what Esau did. That is what every sinner is doing. They don't want to get saved because of some type of pleasure that they have in the world. So they hold on to sin. They hold on to that pleasure and lose their soul for eternity. What would it profit a man 
if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Now certainly, none of us, I don't think, would consider making the type of bargain that Esau made. Perhaps not with an inheritance we might receive from our parents, but what about our spiritual inheritance? Amen. Friend, according to the Bible, in the book of Galatians, the third chapter and verse number 29, we are heirs according to the promise of Abraham. According to the book of Romans, in the eighth chapter, verses 16 through 17, we are joint heirs with Christ. Someone said, well, I'm not a Christian. You can be. You can be joint heirs with Christ. As the people of God, we're heirs according to the hope of eternal life. According to the book of Titus, the third chapter, and verse number seven. And also, according to the, uh, the word of God, we're heirs of the kingdom. And we're in the kingdom now if we're saved. It's not a kingdom to be set up later in the future. But we're now enjoying. It's the kingdom of peace. It is reigning within. It shall ever increase in our soul. We possess it right here where he saves from all sin and it shall last while the ages shall roll. Amen. In him all things are ours according to the word of God. If we're saved. That's what 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, verse 21 through 23 Let's just know, amen, somebody say, well, I, I'm, I don't have a part of this, but you can have a part of it. And friend, when you go the way of the world, when you turn away from salvation, you're forfeiting this great inheritance. And the Bible lets us know in the book of 1 Peter and the fourth verse that our inheritance is incorruptible undefiled that does not fade away reserved in heaven for us what a wonderful birthright and not just limited to the things hereafter friend our inheritance is not just limited to heaven friend he gives us heaven to go to heaven in amen and this brings us down to the question, are we making a bad bargain? Friend, if you have been drifting along, amen, if you are in the process of backsliding, turning your back on God, amen, you are making a bad bargain. If you're here and you don't know that you're saved, and you're going on in sin, I tell you on the authority of God's eternal word, friend, you are making a very, very bad bargain. The best trade I ever made is the night I got saved. I traded my sins for salvation. That's a good bargain. Amen. We didn't have nothing to bring God. 
We traded our hate for love. We traded our bitterness for peace. We traded hell for heaven. That's the best trade that I ever made. But just as surely as an individual, amen, can make a good bargain by getting saved, by losing his soul. It's a bad, bad bargain. Our spiritual birthright is far more valuable than Esau's physical birthright or literal birthright. Someone said, how might we sell our birthright? Friend, it's by succumbing to the passing pleasant pleasures of sin. Lusting after the things of this world Walking after the flesh rather than after the spirit. And the Bible makes it plain in the word of God. If we walk after the flesh, we'll die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. The Apostle Paul made it clear in 1 Corinthians 9 chapter beginning at verse 26. I beat down my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Oh, might we hold on to our spiritual birthright. Pursue peace and holiness. Be careful, saints of God, not to fail the grace of God, as Hebrews 12 15 speaks of the possibility. Amen. Exercise discipline and godliness. Amen. And then thank God, as the people of God, we won't have to worry about this bad bargain. But Esau made the mistake of depreciating the value of his inheritance. Oh, friend, if you could just see what God has in store for you, even in this life, if you'll get saved and get right with God and stay in the center of the will of God, not to mention what's in store on the other side. Friend, if we're not careful, the time will come when it's going to be too late. Friend, no matter how many tears we may shed, It'll be too late to change God's mind. That's why we need to heed the warnings in the Word of God. And there's so many, many warnings. Friend, we, each one, have a danger that's set before us. And that danger is selling our birthright. Esau's sad bargain, his bad bargain. Again, he chose the sensual over the spiritual. Chose the present over the future. Amen. Is that what you're going to do, friend? Choose the present over the future. He tossed away future rewards for present gratification. Think about it, friend. For temporary Physical pleasure, Esau sold his birthright. What a bad bargain.
Somebody said, how foolish. What a bad bargain. What got into Esau's mind that would cause him to sell his birthright for a little bowl of pottage? My question is, some are selling their birthright for a little bitterness. They have bitterness in their heart. And they won't give the bitterness up. Their bitterness is going to cost them their spiritual birthright. With others, compromise will cost them their spiritual birthright. With others, it could be jealousy. Jealousy is as cruel as the grave. But some folks will hold on to it rather than to come clean with God. There are those today who are selling their birthright for tobacco, for a cigarette. I know the people that said I, I would get saved, but I will have to give up my tobacco. Is it worth your soul? Is it worth being lost forever? Others, my friend, sell their birthright not willing to give up the bottle. Oh, how the bottle has got a hold on them. They feel bound. They feel there's no way that they could ever lay it aside. But friend, the truth is, God has the power to break these habits. God has the power to save you and change you and cause you to hate the things you once loved and love the things you once hated. He can break the chains that's got you bound. Even the chains of marijuana and drugs, a shot in the arm. God can break those chains. But friend, these things that I mentioned is causing people just like Esau to lose their spiritual birthright. With some, it's popularity. They want to be popular. They're not willing to suffer the afflictions with the people of God, but they'd rather enjoy sin for a season. With some, it's illicit sex, fornication, adultery, the love of this world. We have examples in the Bible of those that sold their birthright such as Balaam in the Word of God. Balaam sold his birthright for popularity. King Saul also sold his birthright. Solomon sold his birthright. Judas sold his birthright. Demas sold his birthright. Paul said, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. The sad thing about Esau, I read in the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter, and verse 15, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, thereby many be defiled, lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Listen to verse 17. For you know how that afterward, 
when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. He wasn't nonchalant about this. He wasn't careless about it. He found no place for repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. He cried about it. He sought a way, tried to think of some way he could get this thing reversed. He sought it carefully with tears. He looked here and he looked over here and he looked in this direction and he looked in this direction but he found no place for repentance. The bad bargain of Esau. How sad it is when an individual is seeking for a place of repentance and can't find it. I tell you, my friend, if the Spirit is still coming, if the Spirit is still dealing with your heart, you're a blessed individual. Because the Bible says that the Spirit of God does not always strive with man. God's Spirit will not always strive with man. And as a sinner, I thought about those words, the Spirit don't come no more. You see, if the Spirit don't come, you can't come. Because he said, except the Holy Spirit draw, you cannot come. Sinner friend, do not live with the selfish attitude. I'll get right when I get ready. Because you don't get saved on your terms. You get saved on God's terms. And today is the day of salvation. Now is the appointed time. Oh, I honestly tell you, my friend, this is one of the saddest passages of Scripture in the Word of God. He sought for repentance carefully with tears, but he found no place for repentance. I can imagine in my mind millions of people in a lost eternity lamenting over the bad bargain they made in this life. I can imagine sinner after sinner throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity lamenting over the fact that they allowed the devil to slip one over on them and they made a terrible, terrible bargain. I fear that there's some in the process of making the bad bargain that Esau made. Will this be your cry down in hell? Will this be your lament in a lost eternity? Oh, what a bad bargain. What a bad bargain. I just looked at the present. I just took those pleasures, but now it's cost me my soul. What a fool I have been. I've made the bad bargain that Esau made. I've lost my soul in eternity. Oh, how sad. No place for repentance. 
though he sought it carefully with tears. God's dealing with your heart. There's a place for you that you can find repentance. Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.